with us today. We have been busy. If you um, are not used to podcasting us and want to catch all of Patrick Richardson, the laundry evangelist, he, we had him on for a long time. And so honest to Pete, I took notes and I absolutely know how to clean everything yeah. with what with what is it vinegar and oil spray? Is it um, ammonia? Is it oxygen bleach? But it's all broken down for you. And that's in the first and second hour. And then we had Michelle Cron on for her new um, fit and fun uh, board game for families and people to enjoy. And it, it's a game and you get to work out while you're doing it, which I can't wait to try. Um, and now here's... Here's what happened in the double white today. So Grant is out, Lori's out, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm jamming. Yeah. I'm doing my work here that to like get us. everything done today. Brittany wants to teach me dance moves, and yep. I'm like, I need to focus, woman. And yep. Q, our social media director, says, Oh my God, did you hear about Garth Brooks' song about a woman he's been obsessed with from Minneapolis, St. Paul? You're listening. I was so, I'm so glad he brought this up because I read a brief thing about this. I think last night is in the strip. Yeah. And I saw that. I was like, whoa, this is a wild story. And then I immediately put it out of my head and I'm so glad. But you guys are bringing it up and talking and I'm like, well, what does Trisha Mm -hmm. Yearwood think that he's been obsessed with this woman from Minneapolis, St. Paul and he wrote a song? Are are Trisha and and Garth still together? Because I only had limited information. I was going down this trail of, oh my God, I love Trisha and Garth together. This is he having an affair? I mean, I had such limited information. This is where my <laughs> mind is going. But um, finally read the story, which isn't long. No. Um, it's, it's Garth Brooks' new album called Time Traveler, and it's his 14th studio album, and it features a song called St. Paul, Minneapolis, in parentheses, a true story. So let's listen to a little bit of the song. Like this. I mean, Minneapolis, St. Paul. I mean, it's right now, none of us have been cut out of the idea that it could be either three of us. I'm someone's daughter. Well, I've lived in Minneapolis <laughs> and St. Paul. But so this like, was, I think it was, you know, he comes here a lot. And when he comes here, he does 20 concerts in a row. And I've been every time he's come. Look at um, you. you have, I've, really? I've been at Garth Brooks since the 90s. I mean, you this are like man, my definition of like an older lady. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just because yesterday I mentioned that you dye your hair blonde, you think I'm just on attack mode, which I didn't know wasn't common knowledge for the world. <laughs> News alert. Um, no, you are like totally the embodiment of a Garth fan to me because you just have that like, I could see you blaring that on a book. Yeah, I love I mean, Like you got the, you, you have the, it's a good vibe. I like, I love Garth Brooks. I, I'm not like a huge fan, but when Garth is on, it's great. Oh, he, you know, Lori and I, and Lori is a Garth fan. Yeah. Um, we just, you know, there's two soundtracks, well, probably three soundtracks. Sarah McLaughlin, Van Morrison, and Garth Brooks were the cabin soundtracks. I could so and, see that. And, and Jimmy Buffett. I mean, oh, that was just what we played over and over and over. And we just had CDs back then. And we so didn't just have, we constantly. just listened. And we had no radio up there because you couldn't get a signal. Low, like, I mean, Friends in Low Places is uh, and I'm saying this as you know, I am a diehard fan of certain groups and people. L- Friends in Low Places will Classic. never not get me so hyped. It might be one of the best group songs to sing, period. Dot. It's so fun. But, it's so good. But so this song, I've got such limited information. I was all worried he was breaking up with Trisha Yearwood. I yeah. took it in a whole different direction. But this album, I love Garth. It's only available like at Bass. 
uh, warehouse or something. Bass, Bass and uh, uh, what's that other? Cabela's. Cabela's. Okay. This Shields? is just it doesn't exist. It in. doesn't. It's only available. It's only available at Bass Pro Shops um, for a while until it goes somewhere else. And people, it's under. Um, it's called. It's just people like it. He's got some good signs on it, and you know he hasn't had anything new um, for a while. So since like Chris Gaines. Yeah, I lo- now I there's one Chris Gaines song that's so good. That I don't he, believe you. He, yeah, I, there I is one. There is one. I don't care. We have and different I just tastes. Listened I cannot. Last night, for some reason, my streaming crap wasn't working, and I didn't want to listen to myself again on the replay driving home. Oh, that's torture. although I do night and day. Um, I I have it's the worst. I have a CD player still in my car. Yeah, and I listened to the dance fifteen times back and forth. Um, the dance, so you know that song. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. So Star Trib did the article. Yeah, and I just want to read you some of the comments because people in the comments are doing the hard work, and I appreciate them for that. <laughs> Thank you for pulling this. I was looking on uh, the site formerly known as Twitter because Shay Cab put a little post about it too. You know, she's oh. always in. So, so oh, yeah. uh, Remy wrote, "Was it the Mary Tyler Moore statue?" <gasps> And then That's funny. Uh, Big Drone wrote, it's my wife, stay away, Garth. <laughs> um, he, this guy named Blarney Stone wrote, I remember bumping into him and I said, oh, and he smiled. <laughs> it's a good story. Good story. <laughs> These are great. Uh, a lot of people wrote, I confess it's me kind of vibe. So yes, I think people I, are in the same boat as I me of just funny. pretending that it's us. Yeah, it's. I think that's really funny. Um, hey, earlier we gave away tickets to either um, a Christmas Carol or to Hootie and the Summer Camp Truck Tour. Who did, who won and what did they choose? Um, so we got Gail from Hugo uh, picked the Christmas Carol. All right, tickets. So she's so why doesn't someone call right now? I'm. I don't know if our phones are working because it all went blank on my screen in here. Um, so do we need a second? No, to- the phones are working. Okay, they're yeah, working. Yeah. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071 and be the seventh caller, and you get to go to Hootie and the Summer Camp Trucks Tour. Those tickets go on sale, what day is it? Wednesday, Friday morning at 10 a.m. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a great concert, and he's amazing, and that would just be a fun thing. It's at Somerset Amphitheater. I mean, and if anyone knows Hootie, it's Julia Cobbs. Through and through. She anybody. went to a Hootie Fest. Was that 2022? 2021? I think it was. It, it was, was 20- so fun. Was Living vicariously through you. And then you... My husband was dying laughing because we were on speakerphone <laughs> and you were going into detail about your Hootie Fest. And my husband was like, your guys' friendship is the funniest it's, thing I've ever experienced. Well, Listen you're my you. daughter I never had, but you're a little older. You're 10 years older than the daughter I'm, I never had. I'm scared to know what you tell your sons, if that's what you're planning to tell your you know, daughter. I just, You are so funny. Hootie Fest was amazing. Actually, I mean, but like... Rock me, baby, like a wagon wheel. Yeah. I would die over Lori, that. And that's one of Lori's favorite songs. It's we, so good. We love to sing that song. I know it. I know it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So, a couple other things that are happening today. Um, let's see here. Timber. I, um, do you have that Timberland? And, oh yeah, you, Timberland okay. made a fool of himself. Okay. So, do you want to tell me this? Yeah, I'd love to. We have okay. Like a so, minute. Uh, it was an award show, right? I listened to, or I, I read this. So, uh, Timberland is a music a, producer. Yep, and he was on the song uh, "Cry Me a River." Yep. Timberland had issued an, an apologies. So 
he publicly said, put a muzzle on Britney Spears, referring to like somebody asking him about what, what, how he feels about now that Crimea River kind of reflects badly on Britney. And he said, I, uh, he would put, he'd tell JT to put a muzzle on Britney Spears. And what's crazy. And this is from back in the day or recently? Recently. Oh my, oh my word. Recently. What's wild too is, and I, you know, I, Love me some Bradley and Don. And yes. they were talking about, and this is the thing that Bradley brought up that I thought was so interesting. He's right. What's scary is the crowd clapped. <gasps> but I wonder, and this is what Don brought up, and I, I kind of lean into this. I think it's like a social anxiety thing that people just kind of like are laughed or clap kind of. You don't know what else to do. You don't know what else. does to... something awkward. Yeah. Like at a funeral when there's quiet, you should just laugh <laughs> <laughs> or clap. <laughs> Good life, Jason. Got a good life. Um, so he had a public apology, which I'm going to tell you the phrasing and you tell me what you think. Okay. He said after receiving the backlash, uh, rightfully so backlash, mm-hmm. he wrote, he said, quote, I apologize to the Britney fans and her. Hmm. It, it, not, that's a bad apology. I'm so sorry Britney Spears that I said this about you I it's so disparaging um in light of everything we know that you went through I just feel even worse as a person that I supported this song that we made this song and that I continued my misogynistic thoughts about you and that you were the the cheater and you were the bad guy when all in all it was this boy right here next to me Justin Timberlake see you should be this guy's publicist why the why have you hired me why I'm working I, on it. I'll get him your contact in post. I think it's insane and it shows a lot. It's very telling that the person he apologized, or the people he apologized to first were the Britney fans. That's ridiculous. Because that means I'm sorry I'm getting backlash on a massive level with people who are very internet savvy and are attacking my online presence. I don't want them to bug he me should anymore. Have, he should have run that by somebody because that's just ridiculous to apologize to the fans instead of to britney here's the thing i've said a lot of insane things i continue to say things thank you i don't think i've ever said either a for somebody to put a muzzle on or to put tell somebody to put a muzzle on somebody else i think there's something about that especially him saying referencing a a person muzzle a dog a dog and also it's like do you not know what's going on with britney spears and how we're in a situation where where she's been literally treated like a caged animal for 13 years. Exactly. And so it's the phrasing is makes me kind of sick. Yeah. But also the fact that this man, like you said, that misogynistic undertones of it, it's not even undertones, it's overtones yeah. of why didn't you tell her to stop talking? You should put a muzzle on her. Like, oh. I, you know what, Timberland? We don't love it. We're not here for it. This is not early 2000s. I we really are done feel with this. Like JT and Timberland are in a massive go away island. Go away for a while. Go Just away. Go away for a while. And yeah. like, if you don't come back, I'm fine with it. But you know what? Put them a little. No, yeah. I won't. I won't. Oh, no. I got don't, one. Don't what a lifetime it. I get. And I'm not. Don't do it. All right. So um, we are going to come back and it is time for us to deal with uh, Leah and her amazing story. She's going to tell us in the Dirt Alert, the woman who had FOMO when she didn't work with us yesterday, which was the funniest thing we ever heard. We'll be right back. Okay, think about how wonderful it would be not to make dinner. I mean, sometimes when you make dinners, you're like, oh, I get so bored. I don't know what to make. Why not go to El Burrito Mercado and either sit in there and enjoy authentic 
Mexican cuisine and have dinner there and just enjoy yourself or go to the grab and go deli take home you know a fajita taco package you can take home all the salsas and guacamole the one i'm in love with is the cilantro um salsa it's called cilantro guac but it's really cilantro in in more of a uh liquidy sauce than guacamole and it's so wonderful and healthy and they have all the different guac flavors all the different salsa flavors tamales that's you know falatas tacos burritos take it to go host people don't worry about it and i'm telling you the pricing is so fantastic at el burrito mercado you're just gonna love shopping there eating there and being there tell them Lori and julia sent you this is a my talk dirt alert Okay, Leah, what sort of... Well, first of all, the, the hoodie tickets are gone, right? Yes. Kristen? Christine's going to go. congratulations. Oh, she was excited, too. It's yeah, nice. Show. And if, any, if anyone knows Emily from Chanhassen, who's been on Jeopardy! Killing It, we would like her contact numbers. Email Lori and Julia. Oh, yeah. We'd love to chat with her. Absolutely. Okay, back to you. Well, I, I'm sorry to have to dump this on you right here. I had some other things for my dirt alert kind of in the uh, in the wings here. But this news just came through. It just got posted. Um, members of Shania Twain's production crew were injured in a rollover bus crash today um, near Wolseley, Saskatchewan in Canada. Dang. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, here's the quote from that we got online at People. Okay. Um, one crew bus and one truck from the Shania Twain Queen of Me tour were involved in a highway accident. It's between Winnipeg and Saskatoon. Um, this is according to Maverick Management, Twain's management company. Multiple vehicles encountered dangerous driving conditions due to inclement weather. Members of the production crew who require medical attention have been taken to nearby hospitals. Twain is was not on the bus. She's safe. Um, and uh, a statement said that they're incredibly thankful to the emergency services team for their quick response and ongoing support. Dang, that's I, terrifying. You know, you know whose bus crash came to mind? Gloria Estevan. (gasps) Right. And it was so long ago that that's where my mind went. But, you know, it can be dangerous because you don't wear seatbelts on these big buses. So I hope everyone's okay. Yeah. I really hope everyone's okay. That's just terrifying. Uh, So she's been on this tour. They kicked it off in Spokane, Washington, represent April 28th. She came here this summer. I mean, yeah, so, I she's mean, the been on tour for a long time. She was in Vegas for a while. Okay. Lori yeah. went, right? Yeah, Lori yeah, sent us Lori photos. I remember she kept sending us photos. Her boots were insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were. She um, looks amazing. Yeah, her last performance was in Winnipeg uh, last night. And then, yeah, she's scheduled to hit the stage in Saskatoon tomorrow. Look at you pronouncing oh. your uh, Canadian, oh, yeah. um, what are uh, they called up there? Empires or, or <laughs> provinces? provinces. <laughs> America's hat. Fun fact: my uh, well, my parents met in Canada, met, fell in love. And, uh, I felt like you like had that. some ties. Because uh, Leah my, does a ties to every well, city in every state. Montana okay. by Missoula, and my uncle used to play for the uh, the Rough Riders. Saskatchewan. <gasps> oh my God. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders, my dad refereed for them, so no. I went to their games and had their weird little mascot that's like a bear slash groundhog. Bear. Of course, it's a bear. Come, but it's like the weirdest little mascot. I know the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Is this skating? And it's Ross's, Is this hockey? It's Ross's favorite team, too. <gasps> Are we playing hockey, basketball, football? It's football. Canadian football. CFL. Oh, oh my gosh, you ladies. We're getting wow. into accidental sports territory here. Hold on I love the Rough Riders. That's a great name. It, it is, is, isn't mm-hmm. it? it is. That's yeah. so wild that that just happened. Oh, there. Well, good. My, my Canadian okay? relatives will be... No, I'm unwell. That was... I have not heard that name... <laughs> And so long. Saskatoon. And I had 
<laughs> I had that stuffed animal forever. It was like a bear groundhog com- combination. It was just so, yeah, such a great, great time. Go, go Rough Riders. Go Rough Riders. All right, cool. We'll pass the line. I, 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 yeah, we got to talk more about your dad here. We're going to like have to unpack that off off air. That's, we don't have time really for fun. that. We don't have time. We don't. Absolutely not. We'll save that one for uh, the post show. We'll do <laughs> that for therapy podcast. session. It actually. Is. Podcast. We're going to do that next week. <laughs> but I did see him once a year if he wanted to. If he wants to see me more, he still can. Edward, I miss you. I love you. Please love me back. It's fine, Leah. Don't it's worry fine. about it's it. Fine. It's, it's fine. triggering. He's going to cry and turn off the microphone. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh well, uh, my little sound clip uh, went uh, awry here, but Don't worry about we it. have a special anniversary that yes, we're we do. celebrating, Julia. We do. It is the twentieth anniversary of Elf. I mean, Elf. Oh. Elf has become like the biggest. That's the movie yeah. we watch. Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite yes. color? My youngest like watched that movie three hundred and sixty five days a year for like a year and a half. Like it's in their a childhood. Great- Will Ferrell and Bob Newhart, the combo, it is so and good. Zoe Deschanel, yes, isn't it? Which you always yes. forget when you rewatch it. Well, I'm sure Leah doesn't forget anything about that movie if your it's kid was watching it that much. It's imprinted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I'm so sorry. Can you watch it now or no? Oh, I still love it. I think I think I took a couple years off. Yeah. Um, and you'll find this with GoGo too. But now it's like when I see it, like I have to watch it because it puts me back in that happy time. It does. How old's your son? Um, my kiddos, uh, my daughter, my oldest is 25, and okay. then my youngest is uh, NB, a little non-binary, um, and they are 21. So, Oh, wow. 21. So you have, yours are yeah. younger. Of yeah, course you're I younger. Started young. started we, young, we talked about that yesterday. There was some comment about my age. I can't remember who gave it to me. Was it you, Brittany? <laughs> no, oh, Brittany talking about you're, no, I'm just teasing. Leah, I'm so kidding. Let me make it clear. <laughs> I he listened to the whole exchange. I heard the whole exchange. I am not a monster. I am not an ageist. Okay. Just with you, I like to attack. Personally. Okay, let me tell you a couple things. Will Ferrell was not the first choice to play Buddy the Elf. For real? In 1993, it, the script was written with Jim Carrey in mind. Our Jack But Jim Black. Carrey dropped out sometime during... The duck-eyed world, we were waiting for it to get made. Buddy's costume. Wait, wait, wait. Is- we have to stop. Jim Carrey, what do we think? Could he have done it? Of course. You know, you I think Jim so? Carrey think at the time was, I would have approved of that. But, I would have too. But, but now today, looking back. I think Jim Carrey was so much more overt and Will Ferrell is so much more subtle. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Will Carrey, um, you know, Will Ferrell is just subtle. If you watch this new movie with Aquafina and Sandra Oh, where he's the game show host, yeah, it's the subtleties of his voice. Is he kind of like Anchorman? Yeah, no, I guess not he he's even, Anchorman, Anchorman, but he's, the top. he's game show host and yeah. he's subtle and a little subdued. But Jim Carrey was always so in your face. I mean, one of our favorite movies that we watched all the time was Liar Liar. Oh, oh yeah, right. and the scene when he was on those steps going up to the airplane, going back and forth and back and forth from <laughs> so the windows. Funny. I I love that. I mean, I've seen that movie so many times. There's so <laughs> Liar Liar is one of those movies I watched way too young. <laughs> and there was quotes I would say that I didn't know what they meant. Sure. Like he would say her weight off her license and he'd go, in your bra. Right. Like I would use that as my catchphrase <laughs> when I was far too young. Like I didn't I don't even know like like why my mom, but it was so funny. Jim Carrey would have done this well. He would have played the uh naive like kid kind of feel well but you're right will ferrell is far more subtle than jim carrey he's way more subtle and it kind of works so well in this because he's so 
naive yeah. slash. Mm-hmm. I think I slash, think you need I, that naivete. Yeah, like, and and Carrie just feels like mask. Yeah, and mm-hmm. what was the first Ace one Ventura. that he did? Ace oh, Ventura. I mean, hello, pet detective. You know, yeah. but but of course the other one that we watched nonstop, where they're the cleaning people, the two guys. Um, oh, Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nine, this Don't is even get me started show. on I mean, that one. Nine hundred thousand <laughs> times. Those were the movies. But I love that Elf. It's twenty years. Um, I just think it's it's just such a fun. I'm sorry, you're giving me fun facts, and I want to hear more of them. I just had to have just a reflection on if you thought Jim Carrey could do it, but okay. I want to hear more fun Buddy's facts. Buddy's costume was based on the outfits the elves wore in the the made-for-TV special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, yeah, the little oh, green ones. That. Yeah, um, I see that. The second, the 12-second, Buddy's 12-second burp was actually performed by Maurice Lamarche, mm. who did the voice of the brain on Pinky and the Brain, which I have no idea what that even is. It's time to take over the world, mm-hmm. Pinky. Okay, the cotton balls Buddy eats in the doctor's office are actually undyed cotton candy. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Will Ferrell really ate that sugar, including the maple syrup coated oh. spaghetti oh. and candy. Oh, oh my gosh. He probably felt like heck that night. Mm-hmm. Oh. Will Ferrell turned down a reported $29 million to make a sequel because he was worried it would stink and people would accuse him of doing it for the money. I think good call. I think good call too, mm-hmm. Leah. Good point. Mm-hmm. You know, there is nothing wrong with a standalone holiday classic. Mm-mm. You don't no. have to you... franchise that. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. I mean, there are some, but Elf is ours. No. Is Miracle on 34th Street the one where Susan. he starts signing the, Santa the little Claus. kid? Yeah, the little the Santa Claus starts signing the little kid, and it like is a scene that pops up on random places and makes me ball uncontrollably. The one from Matilda, the little girl from Matilda. Oh, the remake. That's the oh, remake. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Well, there's a scene where he starts. Uh, there's a deaf woman, deaf girl, and the mom sits her down. And is like, is it okay if, um, if, you know, they start uh, if if she just sits on your lap, and all of a sudden Santa starts signing with her, and I don't know what it oh, is. Oh God, no, I'm crying. I don't see. Oh my God, I don't know what it is. It's so magical, and this little girl's all excited that Santa's signing to her, and I'm like. It gets me, I don't even know, it like, they'll throw it at TikTok randomly, it'll right? be like, it'll be the middle of summer, and all of a sudden I'm bawling, watching this scene. <laughs> like, there should be like a war, a trigger warning for it, for me. Kind of like your mask that you took out of your purse yesterday, that oh. we haven't seen from Anthropology that we all wanted to have. Athleta. Athleta oh, those sorry. masks were great, the, the, but they didn't the cloth do- ones. They yeah. did not, we found out they did nothing. At the time, they were all we wanted. We're like, they're so nice because you can breathe in them. And then it's like, oh, yeah, Yeah. that's the problem. (laughs) There you go. All right, we'll be back. We've got a van. Oh, my God. Oh, I see it here. I know him. I know him. It's so well fair. It's so good. Thanks, Leah. We'll be right back. Enjoy my talk. So I watched this video today about Colton, a young man who went through the Learning RX program, and his mom did a video. And I think a lot of parents can relate to this. She just said... We'd read with him. He'd shut down every night. He would quit reading. He refused to do it. He would always go to tears. He was eight years old. They had tried so many different types of therapies and programs. And all they wanted to do was make learning easier for him and life easier for him. And they ended up going to Learning Rx. And it was life changing. They first, Learning Rx tells you what are the strengths, what are the weaknesses of the cognitive part of your loved one's brain. And then they devised a program to help him learn how to learn and really making life more enjoyable because you don't have the struggle. You don't have the insecurity. You're not embarrassed to read out loud and you can learn. 
if you know what the words mean. And it makes learning enjoyable. LearningRx works. The assessment is 50% off when you mention us. Call them today. Then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Okay, so here's a little interesting scandal slash bite of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this on something, so it, 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 I did have to do a little more work, but I saw this on CBS Sunday Morning, I believe. Okay. And um, it's the story about the Hollywood sign up in the hills by Griffith Observation Park in Hollywood. That the big white sign that we all know, hooray for Hollywood, it's right Iconic. there. Iconic. Okay, so it just turned 100 years old, which is shocking. Oh, my goodness. So this sign is is probably one, and they said it, it's probably the most um, known yeah. sign, most film sign, most used sign in pictures. It gets billions, 34.5 billion visitors go to L.A., and they always go figure out how to get by the Hollywood sign. I mean, it's just an icon. So... How it all started out was in 1923, these two realtors were trying to get people to move into a new development. Everybody at the time lived around downtown L.A. Okay. And in the surrounding areas. And so they're like, how do we get people to move up to this new development that we are building? And um, they put up, they thought, well, let's put up a big sign called... Hollywood land. Mm. So it was this new development that um, they wanted to get people to think about it. Hollywood land was a housing development. And um, so they got people to come up. It was just supposed to be promotion. It was advertising. It was a real estate advertising sign for just a year. They say marketing run the runs the world. Yes, and it does. And so what happened is they, after having it up, People just kind of loved it. And it just stayed up in 1923 and it had lights around it. So it was illuminated and um, the illumination bugged people. So they shut that off and it was too expensive to light up the sign. Say Hollywood, 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 kind of like Schlitz Brewery, downtown St. Paul, S-C-H-L-I-T-Z. Okay, I digress. So um, it was switched off in 1933. But people still loved it. And then in the 1940s, the letter H was destroyed. And by 1949, there was a lot of vandalism and stuff, and the sign was just kind of going crazy. But in 1949, the sign drew so many complaints from everybody because it was just so badly um, destructed Uh that um, the Hollywood, the Chamber of Commerce, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, protested against the removal because the sign was becoming the time they are an arts and a creative and a film and a studio industry. Yeah. And that sign represented it. And so the chamber of commerce contracted with the city of Los Angeles parks department to repair and build the sign. And the contract stipulated that land would be removed to spell Hollywood, which would reflect the district, not the Hollywood land, the housing development. So they changed the sign. People are in. And if you see the sign, it looks like it's in a straight line, but it's up 1,500 feet. Yeah. You know, higher than the highest point, I believe, in Minnesota, um, which is like 1,200 and something. But it's up on the hill. Mm -hmm. Everyone sees it. And the the letters are 
are like one is a you know two feet in front of the other one one's back one's forward one's back one's forward to make it look even because they're on this hill yeah it's in the hillside and so in 1978 um the sign again no one was managing it no one was taking care of it it was wood at the time and it was people were going to destruct it. There was this whole huge thing that we don't want this sign anymore in our neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. But Alice Cooper, um, <laughs> of course. I know, Alice Cooper and nine other donors decided to give $27,778 each, of course, which equaled $250,000 to restore this deteriorated sign. And um, the foundation was built. And so here are the donors to redoing the sign. Um, Terrence Donnelly was the publisher of the Hollywood Independent newspaper. Alice Cooper, the singer who donated in memory of comedian Groucho Marx. Oh, wow. Les Kelly. I don't know if you guys remember when you used to sell your cars, you wanted to find the Kelly Blue Book value. Oh, yeah. He started that. Gene Autry. The actor mm-hmm. Hugh Hefner, the founder of Playboy, yeah, Andy him. Williams, Moon River, <laughs> the singer uh, Giovanni Mazzi, who was an Italian movie producer, Warner Brothers Records, and Dennis Litke, who was a businessman who donated in the name of someone that he loved that passed away. So this this new group is this new organization, but. I forgot one key thing. Back in the 40s, mm-hmm. Howard Hughes was engaged to Ginger Rogers. Okay. And he bought the land adjacent to the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Um, because he wanted to build a hue top, a hue top, a hue. Do you see how I said that? A hue top. Instead I, I, of a hilltop, a okay. Hugh Hefner top, a hue top. <laughs> um, mansion in Chanuga Park Peak for Ginger Rogers. Before long, Ginger broke off their engagement. And the lot remained empty. Hughes Estate sold the property that lies to the left of the sign Mm -hmm. for $1.7 million in 2002 to Fox River Financial Services. And they planned to build luxury mansions along the ridgeline. But the property, they put the property on the market in 2008 for $22 million. As a result, the city of Los Angeles considered buying it possibly by raising money from celebrities, again, like they did for the restoration in 1978. But environmentalists and preservationists were concerned about the possibility of this real estate area. So in April 2009, the Trust for Public Land signed an option to buy this. And for $12.5 million, and as part of that, um, they agreed to keep the money, and they had they changed the Hollywood sign to save the peak sign, they changed the sign out because they didn't want homes built up there. It would ruin the Hollywood iconic sign because yeah. you see it in the hills. And um, that, so Playboy Magazine founder Hugh Hefner again stepped forward to donate the final 900000 needed for this $2.5 million for the city of Los Angeles to buy it and take care of it. The sign has changed names during the years. It was vandalized heavily way back really? in the day. Way back in the day, and when the Los Angeles Rams first won, um, actually it was recently run, uh, it was 2022, the Super Bowl, they wanted the sign read Rams House to celebrate their Super Bowl win. The changes were made um, by a collaboration with the Rams in the city of Los Angeles, and um, but leading the sign, it just 
ended up saying Rally House, <laughs> and it just never worked out. Yeah. But if it was the first time, they lit it up in 22 years, you know. So here's some of the names the sign was vandalized to be. Hollyweed. Yep, I see that. January 76. An easy one, yeah. 27, let's see. It was Go Navy in 1983. A group of midshipmen with with permission covered the sign for the Army-Navy football game. Mm -hmm. Um, Raffi Saad in 1985 was an obscure rock band from New Orleans named the Raffis. And they altered a sign as an act of unauthorized self-promotion, obviously. <laughs> yep, gorilla. Hollywood. Hollywood. I remember that. Yeah, 1987. Yeah. The first, it was, um, the first level was obstructed or, you know, covered to protect yeah. the perceived hero worship of Oliver North during the Iran-Contra hearings. Oil war in 1990 was changed to protest the Gulf War. Ross Perot, Perot Wood. Supporters of Ross Perot in 1992. Yeah, Jolly, Jolly Good in 1993. Okay, yeah, that's a positive. Caltech in 87. Um, and Save the Peak when they were they keep trying to do it. It was Sallywood, Soulwood, Save the Pood, Hollywood, Holly Boob, mm, 2021. So people keep changing it. But it's really kind of cool how Howard Hughes had a big part in saving the land. And the whole um, campaign of the... Um, Saving the sign way back when it needed to be saved was all headed up by Alice Cooper. That was such a, so interesting. I I saw it. this. I literally saw this. I had to add in some details because I couldn't take all the notes. But anyway, I just kind of like that. I loved it. Uh, ten out of ten. You got an A plus. It was plus. from Hollywood Land to advertise a real estate community. To never even know any of that. That's so interesting to me. Thank you. That was cool. I paid cool. you both to say that, so you thank you for can following you, through. Can you hike up there then? You you can walk by it. Okay. Um, you know what happened when um people actually it's in the story. So when GPS, remember Garmin GPS, yeah, they were course. kind of the first one. And um they would send people through the neighborhood. My cousins live over there, through the neighborhood to park and hike up to go see the Hollywood sign. But the city of Hollywood, you know, made GPS Google Maps, all these people change the access, how you get to the sign oh, instead of going through the neighborhood. Yeah, oh, interesting. To go through Griffith Park. And so there are some ways to get there, but it's it's iconic. Iconic? It's the most expensive piece of real estate for a sign advertising in the world. Yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. so Good job. Go. Lovely. All right. When we come back, we are going to... Um, Hit the rest of the headlines for crying out loud and tell you what the heck you should be watching tonight. Yes. Okay, Post Malone, this is wild. Tonight, the CMA Awards are on ABC at 7 o'clock, hosted by Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning. It's the country's biggest night. We're coming live from Nashville's Bridgestone Bridgestone Arena. Um, They're going to do a tribute to Jimmy Buffett, which is featuring his close friends, Kenny Chesney. Mac McNally and the Coral Reefer Band with Mac Alan- McAnally and the yes. Coral Reefer Band. There you go them. with Alan Jackson and Zach Brown. Um, you're also going to have Tanya Tucker delivering her singer's signature song. Do you get that? It's not a signature; it's a signature. Oh, I, I should just write there. my own 
Um, Press releases. Because I know how to bring the word into the meeting. <laughs> you really do into know the, how I to. Mean, I mean, I make meaning, words mean more when you put the, what you're talking about right into the damn word. I think so. A I, signature? You know what's so funny? I would never, <laughs> I'm so rare I'll make fun of people for saying things wrong. Oh, I Because you do. and I both do all the time and it's a safe space. Because you and I will screw something up and we'll guess what the other one was trying to say and it cracks me But that up. is a meaningful word. Signature. Uh, that's, that's good. All right. uh, it's on ABC and Hulu, if All you're right. wondering. It is, and Tanya Tucker is going to be singing Delta Dawn, but with <gasps> Little Big Town. Ooh. So I think that's going to be good. Um, Kelsey Ballerini, Luke Combs, Jelly Roll, who I never knew who he was until we we're playing him here, and Britney's husband loves him, and you know who he is, right? Yeah, like I'm a culture. I didn't aware. know he was a country guy. Yeah, and the Michelle who made fit and fun goes, yes. "Oh, I love Jelly Roll." <laughs> I was like, "Dang, Michelle!" That was the song she came into. Yeah, and um, Old Dominion, Carly Pierce, Chris Stapleton, Lainey Wilson, and Post Malone, who just was Posty. Uh huh. Dan and Shay, Ashley McBride, Why? Morgan Wallen, and more. Why is oh Morgan? Morgan Wallen. We love him. I love him. I love him. Oh, I, I thought it was music. Morgan Wallace, the one who was dating Kyle. That's when my eyes went up. Um, Peyton Manning. Why is he hosting the CMAs? Because he's funny. They okay, I just it. didn't know if there was They like always a... do it. He's funny. Peyton Manning is funny. He is funny. I just... He just, always says it. Just, just Does he? Yeah, doesn't he? I don't, I don't know. know. It used to be Carrie Underwood <laughs> and look... All right, fine. No, we both laugh because we both go, oh. I don't know. I don't know. Season finale of the morning show. Yes. Okay. Was. This is getting some buzz. Don't. Okay. So here's. I'm, I'm not nope. watching. I haven't watched the season yet because I have to re oh. reapply for my Apple subscription. It's only. It's gone up to nine ninety nine. But I just think, it's like. But the the first I loved. It's so yeah, good. So Apple good. Plus. Here's two good things to watch. Okay. So tonight is the season finale, and everything's up in the air. I'm not going to say what, but there's connections to. The movie Network. Okay. okay? Oh. So I had to go back. <gasps> That's from Network. Because they use this name, Howard Beale, which is the name of the Network movie, which came out in 1979 with Faye Dunaway. Um, this is the name of the evening news anchor that was going through like all this stuff, and the producers mm-hmm. kind of exploit, exploited him for higher ratings, but... Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's. I had to find out what that was. That's tonight. It's going to be good. Um, the Buccaneers. Now, this is a little bit of um, Bridgerton style. And this hit. is Apple oh, Plus. This is Apple Plus. They're, They're killing it right again. now. Nope. It's called the Buccaneers. Okay. And it's um, it transforms Edith Wharton's unfinished final novel into <gasps> Gossip Girl with corsets set oh. in the 1870s with a contemporary tone. Very current, noisy, female-driven music soundtrack. I'm going to love this. A gaggle of entitled New Money, American debutantes who want to have fun. They head to England to see if they can land a noble manner, too. I love this. So kind of like oh. a Gilded Age kind of era. But, but more fun. But Gilded more fun. Age is... I Too serious. It's, it's a little... It's, it's low stakes, but it's... Yeah. Like, but I like it, but it's just so... Um, Apple but, TV is killing it in the game because they also have physical and lessons in chemistry oh, right lessons now. Lessons in chemistry is everything. And so I'm yeah. I, I'm with you, Leah. I like take my time and I wait for them to have enough. And it's definitely like once my schedule chills out, I think it's, I'm ready to take on Apple Plus for a good two months and just bathe in content. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good. You know, I got to say, I am like what hooked me on Apple Plus was uh, Brigadoon. Okay. I've tried to like that 14 <laughs> times. And I'm a showgirl. 
From the word go, Broadway you musicals. Know what? Maybe that's the difference. Is I like musicals, but I don't love them. Like the way my mom loves, uh, you know, a musical, uh, or the way you love a musical. Okay. I like but a musical. I like your mom. All right, but fine. I like I'm making I'm fun. the ageism around here. It's, the subtlety is really getting better. Have you ever thought of just getting a full body lift? At this <laughs> okay, moving on. But you're right. I don't know why I don't like it, but you don't like it either. I don't either. And I love. I've tried musicals, it, but so you love musicals. Maybe that's why we fall into that. I. I like musicals. And Leah, like I, there's clips that I go, wow, I should really like this. But every time I've tried to watch it, I go, it might be that I totally have like this super crush on what's the name? Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, I know. Christian Chenoweth's in it, who I love, but I can't do it. All right, moving on from you guys talking. The Santa Claus. Sorry to do that. I'm talking during my show. It's my show. Um, I'm, you know I'm kidding. The yeah. Santa Claus is, um, is a Disney Plus show that launched last year. But first of all, the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen were my kids' favorites. Those too. were great. Yeah. We loved them. But this is actually uh, um, a spinoff that returns for a second season. So they already had the first season of this on Disney Plus, and it's the second season. And fun people in it. Eric Stone Street mm-hmm. is in it now. From Modern Family. Um, yep. And um, Tim Allen's in it. That looks good. But here's... Here's some other things that I just want you to know. Yeah. Fixer Upper is on um, Magnolia Network. Now, it should be on HBO or, or Max, Max, right? You should, if you subscribe to that, you mm-hmm. should be getting this. Okay. And it's um, one of their daunting, most daunting projects. It's a six-part project. I like those guys. All the shiplap. And a bunch of Octavia Spencer has produced a, a Feds Investigation Discovery. Discovery, a true crime thing. Mm. Netflix has Escaping Twin Flames, which is true crime <gasps> thing. Oh, there's some stuff. And I just want you to know, I finished all the light you cannot see. Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw an interview with the little girl. Oh, she's so freaking Be, uh, cute. It is. We Jeff loved it. Okay. I mean, we. It's just four. They're an hour piece. Oh, okay. We loved it. You cry. Um. I, I love, still want to cry right now. I don't now. want to cry right now. You Good don't call. need to cry. Good call. You don't need to cry. It's a beautiful story. Okay, that's what I'm just asking because I just want to make sure. Like, I'm not ready right now. I'm still in this position of I just don't feel like bawling and I could bawl at any point all the time always. Well, I'm sorry your hormones are raging. And Thank you. You still get your period. <laughs> I get. Apparently, this is what happens. No, don't worry. I have a lot of extra hormones they're putting in me as well right now. I know I'm teasing. So, you. like, it's one of those I things where, like, but yeah, okay, that sounds the the interview with the little girl who. Mm. Um, was so cute. It was she's, she's a blind little girl. Yeah, and it's in Mark Ruffalo's in it, and Hugh Laurie is in it from House, and this new new two new newcomers. I was going to say youth cumbers, but That's that totally would be fine. so bad. But youth I, cumbers works. Too. I just want to give a shout out again to Michelle Cron in her new board game. It's a fitness fun board game, and it's called Fit in the letter N, fun. And um, we have a discount for it. If you go to the Lori and Julia show page, it's listed. You get 10% off, and they already have another 10% off discount on. This would be such a fun family yeah. gift. It's Lori, Ampersand, Julia, or you can do Lori, A-N-D, Julia. Yes. So I, I'd love it if people gave that love. I can't wait to play it. I'm so excited. Um, My The neighbors have already texted me that we're playing at some point this week. Awesome. Yeah. And thank you, you guys. It was a fun day. I know you had to punt late. Because of Grant, Leah, it was fun. Leah, we love you. And ah, love you um, guys too. Brittany, you're going to be back here with me manana, 